Welcome to the Heal Your Life Talk radio show. I am Victoria Johnson from victoriajohnson.org, your host and Heal Your Life workshop teacher trainer and Heal Your Life coach trainer in Canada. I am the author of the best-selling book, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, based on the teachings of Louise Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Dr. Bruce Lipton, and many more great teachers, authors, and thought leaders. Tune in for tips on how to heal your life now with power statements, affirmations, visualizations, reflection time, and real life stories with real life people who have overcome adversity. Learn to transform your thoughts and words. Learn to love yourself even more based on the techniques of Louise Hay and you can heal your life. We will be ending today's Heal Your Life Talk radio show with specific power statements, affirmations, and treatments to help you heal your life based on what we have talked about on the show. So stay tuned to change your thoughts and heal your life even more. As Louise Hay often said, the point of power is in the present moment. So let's get started. Welcome to Law of Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And as always, I'm so excited to bring to you people from all walks of life sharing their journeys around the law of attraction. And this episode is going to be another unique one. I did one on health with my very good friend, Victoria Johnson. She and I are banding together to do an event here in Portland, Oregon, and it's called Manifest Your Best Life Event, How to Thrive in Health, Wealth, Love, and Relationships. And so again, I have Victoria here with me, who is an amazing coach, leader in Heal Your Life training and teaching. She's the only one in all of Canada who teaches Louise Hay's work. So if you're familiar with Louise Hay, you can only imagine how amazing this woman is. So thank you again for joining me, Victoria. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. And again, she and I are so excited to offer this opportunity for people here in Portland, Oregon, a live event. And on this podcast, we're going to give you just a little bit of like a teaser, right, Victoria, of what we want to teach and how we teach and how to inspire. I love it. I love it. And meaningful conversation on topics that are important to everyone. Yes. And what is today's topic? Today is all about money, money, money. And I think that is one of the like most talked about, hardest to get, most frustrating, banging your head in the wall subjects imaginable, which I think a lot of people come into law of attraction because they're trying to manifest money. And in fact, when I look at what podcasts of mine are the most popular, guess which one's the most popular? Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> It's money. How to manifest money. And actually, the second most popular, Victoria, is yours, where you and your husband were on my podcast for Soulmate Love. So isn't that funny? My two most popular podcasts, you are here to help teach me and teach us about money and wealth mindset. So I love that you're here to teach this. And you know, you bring a lot of people to your uh, classes and to your certification programs. I mean, when I went, there were, I don't know, what, 19, 20 of us? You pack a house for that. Yeah. But you bring a lot of people in from all over the world. And so you have some amazing manifesting powers. You're also a business coach. So you really understand. You just know, you know how this stuff works. And of course, being a big believer in law of attraction, I'm excited to hear what you have to share and how we can help my listeners manifest more money. So what do you think? 
<laughs> I'm excited. Well, I, I like to say that I'm an expert on money because I have been flat broke before. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, that is a very good teacher. <laughs> yes. And so um, I actually did uh, inadvertently use the law of attraction to be able to change my financial situation. And something that I can share about that is um, I owned my own business and, you know, and, and it was great and I loved my job and I paid my bills and all of that stuff. And um, I think a lot of my clients probably thought that I went home and counted my money at night. But really, you know, when, when you're a business owner, you know, your employees get paid first and, you know, then your bills and everything else and you get paid last. Right. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times I was uh, really focused just on lack, right? Focused on, oh my God, please don't let me be overdrawn. Please let everything go through and the stress and everything else that comes with that. And uh, so eventually I, I uh, decided to sell that business and move to where my father lived because he was not well. And so um, my background is in massage. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll just do some massage on the side and, and uh, make some extra money <clears throat> excuse me, and make some extra money and, um, but be able to care for my dad and work, work to my own hours, right? Because you know how it is when someone's ill, you don't know what's going to be a good day and what's going to be a bad day. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this opportunity for a business kept presenting itself to me. And, um, you know, frankly, uh, the business wasn't doing great at all, um, was doing very poorly, um, I didn't have any money to buy a business and it didn't really make sense on paper to buy this business yet it kept coming back to me and so I talked to my father about it and my father's you know he's he lived through the depression and his his mantra is you know you save some money for a rainy day and I'm like you know dad there's no money to save for the rainy day right mm -hmm. it's a storm out here right and so you know, eventually he, he, what he said is he thought that I should go for it because he thought if it keeps showing up and if you can, mm. can obtain this business and still be able to help me, I know that you will be rewarded for your efforts. So I, uh, I got really brave and I went to the business owner and said, here's the deal. Um, if you give me a loan at zero interest to buy your business, I'll buy your business. And by the way, I can't make payments for a few months because I need to get some cash flow happening first. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's my offer. Not mm -hmm. a great offer, right? <laughs> but give it to me for free until I make money and then I'll pay you. That's great. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's basically it, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And, um, you know, and it turned out that, that he agreed to that and, wow, and we drew up that. a legal, yes, we drew uh -huh. up a legal contract and, um, within less than two years, it was the number one franchise in the world. Wow. Yes. Not, I've never heard the story. This is so cool. <laughs> yes. And so, um, my, my point here to people is that, you know, money's uncomfortable to talk about, but we all use it. And um, whatever you're doing today, whether it's, you know, driving your car to the store or, um, you know, if you're, if you're walking to the store, you're probably doing it with shoes on, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, we all use money every day. And um, just to, you know, really be brave around money. And if you're at that point where you want to make changes in your life, you have to get serious about making those changes. And um, I thought today, maybe Michelle, we could talk about some of the things that come up and get in the way of all of that. Yes. Yes. We've got some good stuff. Good stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Well, and I don't know where you want to begin, but the one thing, and I know if people listen to my podcast about manifesting money, that was my soulmate, my sweetie, Paul, and his struggle around earning money. And he went from making 70000 in his business one year to the very next year making a million. And he gives me all the credit because for one, he's very sweet, but it truly was a mindset shift. It truly was a matter of worthiness, which again, so those are the things that I feel very passionate about is believing that you're worth that kind of money, that you deserve that kind of money. And also those money tapes that we are stuck with, like, you know, oh, only the lucky get rich and all those so many areas. So I'm not sure where you want to take this, Victoria, but what, where, where was your biggest shift and how would you like to help people with this? Well, let's go to what you were talking about, that negative mindset, those negative thoughts and beliefs that we probably don't even know we have, or we know we have some of them, and um, other ones are just really sneaky and creep in there. And those are the things that hold us back, you know, so growing up, um, depending on, you know, what situation you, you were brought up in, you may have heard these words, or maybe these things were just implied to you, but, you know, the... Um, the always, you have to work hard to get ahead. And so, you know, we will choose the most difficult road then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, (laughs) money, money doesn't buy you happiness anyways. You know, I know a rich guy and he's miserable and he's mean and he's selfish and he's unfriendly, Uh you know, and then there's that whole spiritual side to it as well. You know, Uh for so many people like yourself and I, who, who work with, um, personal development, but on a spiritual level, um, you know, wanting money, some people think is not spiritual. Right. Right. You know, and, and I've completely shifted my mindset on that because you know what, if I get paid well to do what I do, I can keep doing what I do and I can help even more people. Right. So it's just that shift in mindset, you know, and, and so many of us were brought up again, um, find a career that pays well, you know, be a nurse, be um, a, a doctor, be a dentist, be a lawyer, whatever right. it may be. Right. Um, you know, the, I, I am an author and I can guarantee you that my, I've been writing since I was a child. My parents were not saying, Victoria, we think you should be a writer. <laughs> right. No, a parent said never. Well, maybe, but in most people in society, it's true. Like we want you to be self reliant. You know, you want to be an artist. Oh no, no. Just get a real job and do art on the side. Yes. Like, right. All the time. Don't do what you love, especially if it doesn't involve making money. I remember when I was in college before I became a nurse and I was really lost and I'm like, I don't know what, what degree. Cause I was working towards a degree in occupational therapy and that didn't work out. And so my ex-husband at the time, he goes, well, why don't you get a degree in economics? I'm like, what? Like I have no interest in economics <laughs> at all. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get my bachelor's in psychology and figure it out. He's like, no, you're not gonna make any money with that. Go, go do economics. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is my, my ex-husband. Right? <laughs> so imagine <laughs> what people grow up with their round. They're probably told, no, go for the job. that's making a lot of money. And I bet you most people who are listening have heard this before. 
Absolutely. And it's so funny you said that because I did get a degree in economics and quit working in that industry right after I got the degree because Uh I I can't even talk about it anymore. Oh, good. Please Um, don't because it'll bore me to death. Exactly. (laughs) Not my thing. You know, and then, you know, there's other beliefs that come along with that, you know, in terms of um, taking vacations or driving a nice car or, um, that whole, I can't afford this, or I can't afford that. And I'm not saying to be irresponsible with your money. I'm just saying, check in with your thoughts, check in with your beliefs, find out if it's even your belief, right? It may be something that's just passed, uh, down to you. I know, um, I've heard so many times I used to live in Victoria, BC, which is a beautiful area of Canada. And if I had a dime for every time, somebody said it's impossible to save enough for a down payment. I'd probably have a down payment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh huh. Uh huh. It's just that whole that whole mindset, that belief, right? And so, you know, I really appreciate that we can talk about this today and really help people with it because it is something that I am passionate about is changing that mindset that people have about money. Because just like everything else in life, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Thank you, Wayne Dyer. Yes. Yes. I know. (laughs) We're going to keep bringing them up. I love that. And one of my favorite books on money and mindset is Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise, uh, is it Duffinfield? Have you heard of that? Oh, I haven't read that one. I haven't, yeah. but I'll put it on my list. Yes. And anyone listening, it is so good. She's so funny. She's from Australia. I love her. But I just, one of the first things she talks about is to just recognize where we're getting these conversations from, where we're getting our beliefs from, because that's where it stems. And it's interesting because, you know, I grew up with a grandma who was a garage sale junkie. Like she was like, she go to a garage sale garage sale. And for those of you who aren't, you know, don't, aren't familiar with those, it's, you know, someone's house and they sell their goods. So it's really cheap, always really cheap. But my grandma would haggle them even down further. <laughs> like it was like 10 cents. I remember I was with her once. She's like 10 cents for a bracelet. She goes, no, no, I wouldn't spend more than five cents on it. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I grew up with a very cheap mindset. And so mm-hmm. I really struggle with that, that that like I'll go to the store and always go to the sales rack. And my sweetie, on the other hand, he's got a very wealthy mindset, which is why he's manifested wealth. And he's like, no, I'm going to go spend the best on this and the best on that. And I'm like, what? And it's, it's helping me though. Cause I'm starting to see the contrast Victoria of like, Oh, okay. Now I know why I'm holding myself back because I'm not believing I'm worthy of nice stuff because I grew up with like, Oh, you need the cheapest of the cheap. Does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. And I'm sure that a lot of the listeners right now can relate to that. And if I can just add on one more piece to that, I think people, other people would have no problem buying for you the nicest thing, Mm -hmm. but for themselves wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to use an example of my husband and I I hope that it's okay that I'm doing this. We were having a conversation (laughs) last week um, because when we met, he had no, no, um, we'll call them addictions, right? Uh-huh. You know, he didn't smoke, he d- doesn't drink alcohol. Um, but we were away last week hiking and we were in a little tiny town that doesn't have a Tim Hortons, which is like our Starbucks. Oh my gosh. And- they are huge in Canada. I didn't know that until I went to Canada. I'm like, what's this Tim Hortons? They're everywhere. And the huge lines. Okay. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, I wonder where I could get an ice cap. I'd love to have an ice cap and so on and so on and so on, right? About this ice cap. So I turned to him and said, 
you know, I thought you weren't, you didn't have any of these addictions. And this is sounding to me like a caffeine addiction. You keep Uh talking about this ice cap. And he's like, I said, but when we first met, you didn't have this. And he said, you know, Victoria, um, when we first met, I still really wanted an ice cap every day, but I would only allow myself to have one or two a week because I didn't want to spend the $3 on myself every day. Uh, And there's that worthiness of spending on ourselves. Yes. Right. Yes. You know, he would have been happy to buy me an ice cap every single day without batting an eye, mm-hmm. but to do it for himself, there was that, that level of worthiness that comes with it. So, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. I cannot wait yeah. to our conference. Yes, I know. I know. Right. I mean, we're going to be going over some really amazing life-changing exercises at yes. the event. And that's something for people listening and you can have an opportunity to come to this live event. I really, really recommend it because we get so much done when we actually do the exercises and we're together and we process this at all. But, you know, wealth or money mindset or scarcity mindset, Victoria, I believe is almost a disease. I see it as a disease because so many of us are, it's like a toxic, I call it a black fog. When it comes through me, I had a scarcity moment, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And if you remember, I was kind of struggling and I was like, why am I so in my, the scarcity mind where none of it was true though, Victoria, it was not true. I do have clients. I, things are getting, you know, my business is getting better and I have lots of opportunity. I have so much. And yet my mind went to this little girl in me when my mom lost everything. It's mm-hmm. that feeling. And so it's another thing I'm, we're going to be working on is getting deeper. We're going to do a lot of child work and getting deeper why things happen. But, you know, things can change. And that's the good news. You know, again, with my sweetie, he had grown up really poor. How is it that he changed his mindset? And that's what we're going to talk about, right? It is part of it. What, do you, what is your best recommendation for changing your mindset on wealth? Well, you know, for me, I think that it's always important to follow your intuition to be completely dedicated, to do the scary thing, to show that you are serious about changing your life, um, and, and also to do the work daily. It's not a one-time thing. It's like, oh, I tried that, didn't work. No. Yes. It's, it's something that we need to do the work daily and, and be determined and clean up that space between our ears, that chatter that is constantly going back to those old messages and replace it with, you know, that really um, corrected thinking of the affirmations, you know, money comes to me easily and effortlessly and really believing it. Money buys me freedom and choices and, and I use money to make a difference. And Mm -hmm. I love what I do and people are happy to pay me well to do what I love to do. All of those things. Mm -hmm. You know, and also there's a lot of people who like maybe coaches or doing a lot what we do. What helps me is I always think about what my work, how could I see that person that I can help? And then I imagine them having huge shifts and, and being in their joy and, and living their dream and living the greatest life possible. And I see them and that is the result of them working with me. Like that yes. versus like, okay, are people really going to pay me money? Because this is what we do. We focus on, well, and that's the worthiness factor, right? Well, do I deserve to get paid money? Well, if we, if we don't feel like we're worthy of that money, you can still imagine, well, if they work with me, I'm going to. I love that I'm going to change their life. And so you think Mm -hmm. kind of beyond the money. It's more of what, because you're out getting out there in the world, you make a big difference by the people you help. 
and you exactly. can do more of that with more money. <laughs> and, and, and money is just exactly that. It's the energy. It's the energy exchange, right? right? Right. And, you know, so something that I would really ask your listeners to look at is, you know, what is your energy around money? Um, how were finances handled in your family? How do you handle your finances now? And this is a big, scary question. What is your biggest fear about money? Like, really, what is your biggest fear about money? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about um, what you've learned about money in the past and from your, from your childhood and your parents' beliefs and really, you know, maybe sit down and journal, even if you just journal point form and put together some of your thoughts around money and, and really assess where you are at on the energy scale when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are you in that bottom 33%? Are you in the top 33%? What is your money energy? Because mm-hmm. when your money energy is vibrating high and you are using it to better your life and to better other people's lives, it's only going to continue to raise. Right, right. And another thing I love to do, Victoria, is, is to get yourself out in situations where you feel abundant. So let's use the yes. word abundant versus wealthy. And abundant can be anything from you know, you're sitting in this beautiful place in nature and you feel so calm and peaceful and you feel like this great surge of like, I am like filled in life. So it's more than just money. It's about, you know, having a great life in general. But yeah. also one of the things I love doing is just playing in that world. Like say you want to, like we did this with my sweetie to manifest, you know, we went to downtown Portland and looked at, at a million dollar condo. And it was actually really, and this was before he started making his million, but we went to that condo and he left there feeling really uncomfortable. It really brought up some stuff for him, but it was this, again, this is right. That was right when he shifted. He's like, okay, I am worthy, worthy of this, but you put yourself in that environment helps you see, okay, this is possible. And if those triggers come up, it's okay. It's an opportunity to heal those wounds, right? Like it was. Absolutely. So, and, and then, you know, to really look at the, this is out there, this is possible. Uh, why me? Why mm-hmm. not me? Right. And do you feel worthy of having it? Do you feel like, do you feel like it's okay to enjoy your money or do you feel like you have to get rid of it as soon as you get it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, those type of things. And, you know, I would just really encourage the listeners to uh, attend um, our training that we are holding, our workshop, our symposium. I'm not even sure exactly what you're yes. calling it. <laughs> event. <laughs> so Thank you. Ways to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Please come to our event. <laughs> we, we are going to help you become an expert, you know, really at changing your beliefs about money and, and then, you know, teaching you how to go forward and practice that every day. Um, such a high vibration opportunity. I just, you know, I just, there's so much I could say about money and it's such a difficult conversation for so many people to have. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got this little voice in the back of my head saying, um, you know, well, I don't want people to think I'm all about the money. And um, frankly, the spiritual part, right? I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is wrong though with being about the money? And I mean, of course, caring for the people and everything else. But again, the money creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I was the CEO of Tim Hortons, um, <laughs> I wouldn't have any problem being about money, right? Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's important to have that cash flow and enable, to enable you to grow as a person, enable you to be able to do more things for your family, for the, for the people you love, for the things that you love, and just 
that sense of security, you know, that very basic need of financial security. Yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was just starting on this path and I kept reading books on, you know, making millions of dollars, right? And I'm like, why am I so drawn to these books? Because again, I was like, um, at the time I was still working full-time as a nurse making a good income. I didn't even think I'd ever leave nursing. It was, but I was drawn to these books. And then I thought, why am I so drawn? And I realized because I do believe that my path is going to lead me to a place where I will be making a lot of money just because that's part of the nature of getting out there and inspiring and teaching people, right? Going and speaking and coaching and all that. And if I, this is, hear this out. This is really, there's a big aha for me. If I saw myself doing all that stuff and yet I was resistance, resistant to making that money, I would not get to where I believe I was heading because I was not allowing both. So I had to allow the money because I was going in a place like, you know, I don't want to get as grandiose, say I, I want to be as big as Oprah, but you know, Oprah could not be where she's at if she wasn't accepting of money. And she said, no, I don't need the money. And then energetically, that's the thing we have to hear. Energetically, you're holding yourself back by not letting the money in. And this is really big for us spiritual people because I've been guilty of it too. I want to just give, 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 give. And I'm like, you don't need to pay me. It's fine. And I'm like, I'm going to hold myself back every time I say that energetically. Basically, I'm saying, no, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. Um, And yet, if I just open that up, all more doors will open up. Does that make sense, Victoria? It absolutely does. And I think everyone listening can relate to that because even if it's something that you're doing with a friend, you know, I'll babysit your kids if you'll babysit mine. um, Often something like that can become unevenly matched. You've babysat three times and she's only babysat once and she's making excuses. And then all of this negative energy around the money starts to swirl around and so on. Whereas um, even if you're charging $10 an hour to babysit her kids and she's charging $10 an hour to babysit yours and that money's just getting passed back and forth and back and forth, it's still the energy of the money. The mm-hmm. fact that you made $30 today, even if you give her back the $30 tomorrow, is, is the, the point is that money was exchanged yes. and the feel-good feelings that come with that and valuing yourself. Yes. And you know, that whole thing, what you give, you shall receive. That's another big one. Like I love that. That's a thing where I I used to charge lower in my coaching and I realized I was doing them, my clients a disservice because when you charge low, you are not giving them an opportunity to make more. Does that make sense? Because there's a direct correlation. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my sweetie's life and I've read it left and right and on different coaching clients, right? So, um, but like I noticed, here's an example. My sweetie, again, he was starting to bring in more money and he said, you know, but it, like sometimes the checks weren't coming in. You know, he, he does 3D, um, he works with construction companies, does 3D laser design and all this fun high tech stuff, but people aren't paying on time always. Like, so he waited and waited and waited. So he was at this point where he's waiting for checks, nothing was coming in. And he said, you know, I'm going to buy you a new computer. I'm like, no, 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 you don't have the money right now. It's fine. He goes, no, it brings me so much joy to buy you your, he bought me a Mac. I love my Mac. He said, I'm just going to buy it for you. And I was so resistant, Victoria, but he was so happy. He was in absolute joy. He goes, no, sweetie, please. This brings me so much joy to buy this computer. Let me buy it for you. Like for one, aren't I the luckiest girl ever? (laughs) But then what happened though, Victoria, is the next day, the very next day, he got three checks in where the, of like, I don't know, like $85,000 came in the next day. Yes. 
So, you know, the money, the money always shows up. I know. It's true. You know, if you have that belief system and you trust, the money always shows up. And um, I have an example of that too from my previous uh, business that I owned. Um, When my mother got sick, I took, um, I was, I was off work on and off for four years. And um, so you would think that my business would suffer, but somehow the, everything kept going. The money kept showing up. Uh, people stepped up and helped out and took on more responsibility. And, you know, if I needed $400, $400 would magically appear. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, the bills always got paid and so on. And when you have that belief, that absolute firm belief that if I'm on the right track, the money will show up, the money will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so much. There's so much we're going to share at our live event. I'm so excited. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I I, I do want to wrap this up, but Victoria, do you want to offer any, you know, affirmations or anything? Um, Sure. I have a couple of things that I would like to share. I'll just be really quick. Um, I know that um, it's really easy when you listen to a podcast like this uh, to go into a lack mentality when it comes to money. And it's like, oh, those two ladies are out living their dream. They're doing what they want to do. They have this freedom and so on. And then, you know, um, getting into lack mentality of your own. And I don't want that to happen from this call. What I would love for each of you to do is really connect with um, becoming an expert at changing your beliefs about money really practicing every day. Um, You know, one exercise that I learned from, um, I believe it was Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass. Um, She talks about writing a letter about your relationship with money. And I love this, you know, it would be something for me, it would have been something along the lines of, dear money, you know, um, you're never there when I need you. (laughs) I can't count on you. Right. Uh Um, And all of those beliefs and really getting them out and really looking at them and really seeing them, you know, in black and white on paper, what it was that I believed. Um, But also then go to a place where you can really praise yourself for everything that you've done with money so far in your life. Like take a look around wherever you are right now. If you're in your car, um, you know, that's your car. If you're in the gym, that's your gym membership. If you're in your home, you have all of the little knickknacks, the towels, the dishes, everything there you have created and really to practice gratitude for all of those different things that you have already accomplished with money so far in your life. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. And I also want to point out that the reason we're doing this manifest your best life event is because we need to be manifesting in all areas of our life. So when we attract money and we feel good in that area, it will affect all areas of our life. And this is why it's not, I don't want to tell people like, you know, just go into law of attraction so you can manifest money. I want you to manifest everything in your life. I want you to have good health and wealth and great relationships, fantastic relationships, which we're going to talk about on our next podcast. But I want you to have, you know, be very peaceful and calm in your spiritual life, like all areas of our life we're going to be talking about at this event. And I really believe that when you live that wholehearted life and you know who you are, see, that's the big thing where we both come from. We want you to know that who you are is enough. And when you know who you are, you start from there, you are going to have a fantastic life. And we're just going to help you figure out how to manifest everything that goes around that. Isn't that great? You already perfect how you are right now. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And can I just share an affirmation? 
Yes. Um, this is a, this goes along with what you were saying. It's a Louise Hay affirmation that I absolutely love. Life supplies all my needs in great abundance. I trust life. I love that. I love that. Well, that is a great way of ending this. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank and, you for having me. Oh my gosh. I love doing it. I just can't even believe we're going to be doing this event together. So if you want to learn more about the event, it's go to our website at manifest yourbestlifeevents.com. And again, that's just as it sounds, manifestyourbestlifeevents.com. And you can also connect with me on my website, michelle-joy.com. Or Victoria, what's your uh, way to contact you too? victoriajohnson.org. There you go. Easy peasy. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will be posting our next podcast very soon on love and relationships. I cannot wait to share. <laughs> well, thank you everybody and have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. We hope that you learn tips to help you heal your life even more. For more information on Heal Your Life Workshop teacher and coach training, please visit thetraining.ca. For more information on me, your host, Victoria Johnson, please visit victoriajohnson.org. And please order my book on Amazon. Do that and then some. Transform feelings of less than to more than enough. Thanks for joining us.